Welcome back, you beautiful people. It is another incredible MedShield Movement Connect show episode with me, Dr. Fess. Today, we're going to be talking about what this month's particular awareness is, and that's injury prevention with somebody who knows how the body moves, a physiotherapist. His name, Tabane Nsibande. Get ready to know what you don't know about being body brilliant. This is the MedShield Movement Connect show where we connect the dots between fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, and of course you. Hosted by me, Dr. Fez Mkize, and a special guest that we have every month, sharing knowledge, insights, and groundbreaking tips on how to get fitter, be stronger, and live healthier. Turn up the volume and listen close. Today you amplify. It's the MedShield Movement Connect show. Let's go. Tawani, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always interesting because one of my best friends, so we went to medical school together and he's a physiotherapist. He is probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to the human body and just health. And people tend to always ask, like, what's the difference between medical doctor, physiotherapist? And then they also will go into audiology, all of these concepts. But I always say we're all health practitioners and you can find somebody who knows a lot more within a specific place when it comes to health and somebody else who might not. But if you were to say what a physiotherapist is to somebody at home, just to the layman, how would you give uh, just a, yeah, an overview of what physiotherapists would do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I normally say between the doctor and the physio, mm -hmm. because that's what people say, they mm. compare us to doctors. Yeah. Uh, we basically deal with the physical side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, whereas the doctors prescribe medication and all those things, and we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. But we we treat the same conditions um, that the doctors treat, and we basically had the same type of education as them. Um, it's just that we don't prescribe medication. That's, and I love that you said you don't prescribe medications because that's always also my big pivot. I'm like, they don't write stuff on the prescription pad, but you can have people who know how to work with like chest, who know how to work like all the different specialist type ideas that are there with medicine are also there when it comes to physiotherapy and interests exactly. that you have. And I think that's for me why it's always such a, a beautiful synergy between the two. It is kind of injury prevention month where we're trying to get people aware of injuries that they may have and how to kind of work through them or to prevent them. And I know you said you work with the physical element. When it comes to concepts that you'd be telling people who come to you who don't want to get injured, what are the general ideas when it comes to either working out, exercising, any sort of movement? What are the things you'd promote? Yeah, so injury prevention is, is a broad topic, mm. um, you know, um, it applies to elite sports, just your normal weekend soldiers, it applies um, at normal working places, mm -hmm. um, so obviously physiotherapy plays a huge role in, in trying to prevent injuries, it's just that the, obviously there's still a big gap between um, Practice and, and science, because yeah. yeah. injury prevention is science. I mean, most people would say, why, why should I go to a physio when I don't have any injury? Um, but we obviously need to play a huge role in terms of education. Mm -hmm. um, most people are not knowledgeable enough um, as to, to what we do, basically. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to start with your normal people who work in 
at companies. Mm-hmm. Um, are, those, are those the weekend warriors that you're I'm No. The oh, weekend okay. warriors would be the people who train mostly on weekends or who just oh. run for who run 10 kilometers a week and, and maybe run you know, five kilometers on a weekend. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> I just needed it because I was like, weekend warrior? What's a weekend warrior? Okay, okay. Yeah. So let's go to the layman. Yeah, yeah. so I'm talking about people who work at companies, who work in offices. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of bending, crawling, lifting, twisting, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and with all those movements that they do, they basically need someone to sort of guide them as to how you need to do those movements to prevent injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, physiotherapists play a huge role. It's, just, it's unfortunate that obviously in most companies, if not all companies, they wait until their employees yeah. get injured before they can mm-hmm. send them to us. But they, they can actually save a lot of money if they had someone in-house who would you know, advise uh, their employees on, on what to do uh, to, to prevent injuries. Prevention better than cure. Prevention um, is better than cure. That's for your normal um, working or layman's um, human beings. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you come to sports, elite sports. You know, you would think that most elite athletes, uh, since they know that they their livelihoods depend on on what they do for mm. a living, which is um, athletics or, or whatever sporting mm. codes they're mm. involved in, you would think that they'd be more proactive in terms of um, coming to us for um, um, injury prevention. Mm-hmm. But no, they may still don't. Yep. There's still a big gap that needs to be um, bridged. Um, yeah. I think you know what it is. And it's it's funny that you say that and the reason why I kind of am like chuckling and laughing as you say, it is that concept of unless I'm injured, I I feel like I shouldn't need to go see anybody. Yeah. And that's even when it comes to dentistry. If my tooth hurts, I'll go see the dentist. Or if my vision isn't great, maybe I'll go see the optometrist. And it's 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 that I guess that dissonance, that cognitive dissonance between that's kind of there with I want to prevent it, so I need to know the things that are going to make sure I'm preventing that injury. And the people who know that are the people who work within those spaces mm. where prevention is front of mind. Exactly. So in your in your mindset, when do you imagine somebody should go see a physiotherapist? Do you think that it, it should be something that's happening annually or is it you need to just be able to at least have somebody who you know, especially if you're somebody like me who works out and tries to train and do things on quite a frequent basis um, that you have somebody who's your touchstone when it comes to that? So, okay, let me start again with elite athletes. At, mm-hmm. at least before every season, they mm-hmm. go through pre-season. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's easier for them because... Obviously, during pre-season, that's when we most of the injury prevention uh, strategies are implemented. It's easier when we um, sort of include it in in their everyday um, training schedules, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it can be implemented. So it's basically an everyday thing for for them. Or every time they go to training, uh, for weekend warriors and for the people who who train regularly but they they don't really take part in in elite sports elite, yeah. um 
I would say maybe, you know, once a month. Or, okay. Yeah, um, basically. But but I'm not even to say once a month. Okay, maybe I'm wrong there. Let, let's say um, before you start any physical activity, mm -hmm. you need to at least consult with a physiotherapist mm. who would go through a full body assessment with you and see where your shortfalls are and then try and formulate a program for you that will help you obviously regain or, or perform at your optimal mm -hmm. um, level. And, and then you can then, obviously we can then create a long-term program where you go back to your gym and routines and you include what we, we would have uh, recommended to you. Mm. So um, yeah, basically before you start with any, you know. Which I can, uh, can definitely see that. I know that I, I say, sometimes I sit here and I almost feel like you're speaking to me as the person who should have done these things. And I retrospectively go, I probably should have done all the advice that you're giving. But now that I have you here, which is, uh, is always good for me, and it's probably why all of you like watching this, because I connect the dots for myself, and you're probably thinking the same thing. When it comes to preventing injury, I know there's the concept of wanting to warm up your body before maybe you do an exercise and some people will go, okay, static stretching before you work out. And some people, no, static stretching might be for something after you've worked out. So static stretch, maybe do mobility or a more dynamic movement. What are your ideas around concepts like mobility, static stretching, and maybe kind of like more dynamic stretches before and after workouts? to ensure that you don't end up injuring yourself and especially over a long period of time so that you end up making sure your body can recover and, and get primed. It's funny because you basically mentioned all the um, stretching uh, functions mm. for mm. stretching because mm. that's why we do stretching. We do stretching to prevent injuries. Uh, <laughs> just, just so that everybody at home knows that I did go to medical school, you know, I just yeah. like, keep up on the, on the health stuff. Yeah, we do stretching to prevent injuries, obviously, to, to improve blood circulation, mm. uh, to improve flexibility and uh, mobility, uh, to improve posture and, you know, so, and you, like you said, you stretch and warm up before you exercise. Mm -hmm and also after you exercise to prevent um, injuries. Mm. Um, uh, obviously the belief is that before your exercises or before your activity, you do more dynamic um, warm-ups and stretching. Okay, so before. Okay. Before, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously to improve flexibility and improve blood circulation and obviously to get your muscles nice and subtle mm -hmm. and be able to uh, stretch properly. And then after your, your activity, then you cool down and then um, you do your um, mm. uh, static, the static stretches. Works. Which, uh, you just, and, and I also, I like that you agree with me in terms of that because it's also, when it comes to these kind of uh, warm-ups, I know that sometimes it can be contentious and people will talk about, well, you do this before, the static one before, and then you do the high performance, and then at the end you do something else. But I always find that, or would your idea be, at least if you're trying somehow to prime the body, that's the, that's the important thing, rather than specifically doing dynamic or static before. 
it's just priming the body, getting it warmed up. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, my lecturers used to say there is actually no blueprint in physiotherapy. So, <laughs> boom. And I, so, I just wanted you to say that because I feel like there, there's just discussions back and forth that I heard, and, and I'm always like, but I haven't seen a clear cut study that is like the golden random control trial that finds that this is the optimal blueprint for how you end up priming exactly, for this. Yeah. Exactly. We, we actually encourage athletes to, to do what works for them, mm. uh, even though obviously we would be there to guide them um, mm. as to what they need to do, but we, we normally encourage them to, to, to do what works for them. Mm. It, it normally works better that way. Oh, yeah, love to hear it. I'm still having you here. I'm somebody who does get injured. I think it's the old age. It's, it's starting to catch up to me. When it comes to concepts around, say you're injured, playing basketball, I like to play basketball, or kind of a boxing or soccer, and you feel like there's some sort of strain that's happened to a part of your body, say a muscle, your quad, whatever it may be, what are the the thought processes around that acute or that like initial phase to make sure that you are starting to get the healing and the recovery kind of in that space? Uh, so are you talking about someone who comes to us for... So if, if I'm, let's say I'm playing a sport and yeah. I think that I've strained something, yeah. it doesn't feel overly painful, like yeah. I can still put weight on it, I can still kind of move it, but it is kind of aching there. Okay. What are some of the things that you could tell them they could do in terms of starting to assist with that, that okay. recovery? So obviously the most important thing in injury prevention mm -hmm. is listening to your body, right? Mm -hmm. So as soon as you feel like you might have tweaked something, you stop and assess, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's normally very tricky um, with inexperienced um, athletes or people who just started training because they, they would not have experienced that such before. injuries before. Yeah. And um, it's obviously for experienced um, athletes, they would they know the probably, process, yeah. yeah, they would they would have experienced it before and they would probably know it what it could be and what they would need to do about it. But for your everyday... Um, us us laymans, <laughs> us lay people. Yeah, um, stop what you're doing and assess the situation. Is it getting swollen? Mm -hmm. um, is the change of color on, this, on, on the part that is affected? Mm -hmm. um, is it affecting your movement in any way? Um, obviously the first thing, I, I'm sure you've heard of rice before. Yes, I have. I have actually, and uh, and so yeah. Go ahead, because yeah, I have rice, the rice. So rest, mm -hmm. ice, mm -hmm. a compression, mm -hmm. and then elevate. Mm. Yeah, and those, that's basically the first step you do. So the resting, fair. You said stop, assess how it feels, and then the ice. In terms of the icing, does uh, one just so as much as inflammation is a good thing, mm -hmm. but you also wanna you don't wanna you don't want to be to get too inflamed, mm. basically. So you want to try and encourage blood circulation as soon as possible mm. and, and to obviously uh, prevent uh, swelling. So that, and, I, and, I, and this is the, the concept I know most people, like why are we putting on 
the ice is it it's because of the fact that you don't want it to get too too swollen too, too rapidly and then the blood isn't actually allowed to go in because yeah. there's too much pressure there, and yeah. also um, compression uh, mm. like i mentioned which will then help with the positive blood flow mm. and i mean if you're putting some like an ice pack on it does that also technically count as a kind of some compression or some sort of physical compression Definitely, that's yeah. it yeah. great and then elevation. elevation so this is my thing how does one know that you've elevated enough what's your um they i think scientifically there is an angle that you're supposed to to put it on but uh but uh, if i'm at home if what because uh, i know i've heard in terms of the heart is that the reference point yes actually yeah. yes yes yeah is it is it in terms of kind of so you try to degrees or something 45 degrees I so like a so. pillow if i'm injured on the leg and yeah, then lying because flat. It, when you elevate it has to be above the, mm -hmm. the, the heart yeah so it comes back and, and kind of moves through which i again it's it's always funny because i go these things seem so simple and trivial but mm -hmm. i know in terms of long term if you can do the initial stuff then long term your recovery might actually end up being a bit more kind of streamlined than if yeah. you just left it and it got very swollen and then the circulation isn't going in and the healing then slows down in injury prevention kind of month, what is it that you would say in terms of the things you should have on hand once you have an injury, people should, should know? So is it the numbers of people? Is it understanding, of course, the RICE concept? Like what are the key take-home messages just so we can have it wrapped up nicely in a beautiful bow for us? Okay, so like I said earlier, the injury prevention is, is a learning process. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to understand, you have to understand when you're injured mm -hmm. and not injured, right? You have to listen to your body. Mm. That's, that's very important. Mm. Um, listen to your body. Um, what else can I think of? Have a rehab individual or a specialist who knows about physical health. Yeah, well, come and see us. Uh, we'll obviously guide you as to what you need to do. I'll take three. I'm, uh, I always tell people generally when it comes to anything quick fire or succinct, three things are the things that you'll need. Everything else ends up complicating things. Yeah. So I, I'd love that we are still finding the synergy between health practitioners who work in different types of disciplines. And uh, if you're sitting at home with an injury, have you riced? Have you have you seen your physiotherapist? Because if you haven't, you really do need to. Because I feel like, what are, what are you doing with yourself? What are you doing with yourself? It's been another incredible episode with me, Dr. Fez. It is Injury Prevention Month. Try to not be as hard on yourself. Have a little more recovery day. You know, take it a bit easy. Maybe a few more rest days this month. Take your time and we'll see you on the next episode of MedShield Movement Connect Show. With affordable and value-packed options tailored to meet individual and diverse family needs, MedShield Medical Scheme has confirmed its position as a healthcare partner for life. For more information, visit www.medshield.co.za.